The Idol of Overcleaning, a Bleach Report What happens when the constant encouragement you receive is all about your clean house? Especially if you are a messy, reformed person. What happens when you chase after the applause of people rather than obedience to God? Is cleanliness next to godliness? Or is external cleaning an excuse not to allow God's internal work to be done. I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would gain nothing. Hello and welcome to Our Given Purpose, the podcast. I am Tori, your life coach and host. This season, we are filtering these mentoring sessions through the lens of life an acronym that stands for Love Involves Faithful Expressions. The umbrella question that should guide more of our decisions is, how will my life honor God's purpose for me? In today's mentoring session, let's think of it as a Motivation Monday episode. I am peeling back a layer and pray that my mess that God turned into his message will help you. Our stories, struggles, failures, and triumphs beneficially unite us. God wants his people to be relational, but to use him as our ultimate anchor. As many of you know, my family and I embarked on a minimalist journey involving cleaning, decluttering, and downsizing. Now I can squirrel some things away and not know what I have until I need it. And guess what happens? I go to the store not realizing I have that exact product already in my house. (laughs) Once I acknowledged that point, that truth, I began shopping my house before I rearranged, redecorated, or went to the store. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect but I do attempt to be more mindful. Okay, so what does that have to do with today's topic of idolizing cleaning? Well, it became my addiction. I needed things to be sparkling clean, and it wasn't in the healthy way it is now. I spent hours scrubbing, disinfecting, and vacuuming. I wasted a lot of energy cleaning stuff because I was praised for it. It was something I did well. I was proud and depressed. Now, I'm not going to deep dive into that truth in today's episode, but I will say that God has a way of interrupting destructive patterns in the most unlikely of ways. Have you ever experienced that? If you have and you feel comfortable, please leave us a voice message or send an email and I'll read it on an upcoming episode, with your permission, of course. The Idol of Overcleaning, a Bleach Report. Love Involves Faithful Expressions. While this session is topic-specific, you can replace anything that you've used as encouragement or you rest your identity in. So, for example, if you're a musician, athlete, speaker, business person, whatever your desire to be known 
before someone recognizes you as a daughter or son of God? Hmm. Replace that. Put that here. If it didn't smell like bleach, it wasn't clean. I can't tell you how many sponges, dish rags, and other cleaning utensils disintegrated under the harsh chemicals I used. I thought that if you could eat off the floor, that was showing love. After all, my love language is acts of service, and that hasn't changed. But I was not doing anything in a healthy way. I was never satisfied with the level of cleanliness, even though others raved about it. But what changed that was my family didn't seem to care. That was my first godsident. The people who lived under my roof could care less-ish if the dishes were washed or the clothes were folded. Yet I spent so much time. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 says, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. My family, my beloved husband and our two sons bore with me in love. They were gentle, patient, and tried their best to keep up with my illness. My cleaning was a symptom of deeper issues. I used it to cope, escape, and to have something that I could see transformed. But God opened my eyes to the love, consideration, and grace through those he had entrusted to me. I could seek God. He helped me understand how deep, how wide, how long his love was for me and his love for you. God's love surpasses knowledge. And with that understanding, I began to take the first steps towards healing. Involves. After I acknowledged how I misused my time and the ways I created idols, I repented. I sought God's forgiveness because I better understood how I could use my love of cleaning in a healthy way. It isn't something that I believe is beneath me, and I'm more willing to help without prompting. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives. He strengthens, helps, and extends his righteous grace and mercy. That means when I acknowledge my problems, when you acknowledge your problems and realize that our habits, my habits, were out of control, God, my Heavenly Father, was there. It also means I needed to participate. I need to admit my failures. I allowed material things and worldly worthiness to be my priority. To accept God's transformation through Jesus, the Holy Spirit, helped me engage emotionally, and that opened my heart to begin a personal relationship with our Lord. As I was trying to kick my overcleaning habit, I did have some problems. It wasn't easy to just let go of some things, and I did stress about how others saw my home. I thought that if no one visited, then they wouldn't see the messiness or clutter, and I wouldn't be embarrassed. 
Again, God stepped in because he goes before us and knows everything about his children. Like I said in the beginning, those things that we are trying to change about ourselves, we may not want others to see that process. But don't be embarrassed. Don't allow the enemy to work in a different way because we are trying to be perfect. When we use the word of God, internalizing, meditating, studying, and using it as our sword, we recall God's faithfulness in Deuteronomy 7-9 where it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Expression Declaring God as my Father, Jesus as my Savior, and the Holy Spirit as my Counselor, living as an expression of Christ's love, forgiveness, and grace, reminds me and you to take a deep breath and think about how our actions will influence others. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, Paul wrote, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. If we take his words into our hearts and ponder the effect our thoughts have over us, we will begin to speak to ourselves graciously and discern truth from deception. Okay, let's recap. No matter what battle you're fighting, God is near you. On my journey, I used his word as my weapon and claimed victory in areas that my pride created. As we break down this acronym of life, love involves faithful expressions, we can use love and meditate on Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Involves, read Isaiah 41.10 where it says, Fear not, for I am with you. God is with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Faithful. If we wonder about God's faithfulness, we can read and meditate and internalize Deuteronomy 7, 9, which says, Know therefore that the Lord Your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. When we wonder how we should express our life as a living testimony, as a witness to him, read Colossians 4, 6, where Paul wrote, Let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. That includes you. I would like to leave you with two more passages and tell you that in the process of giving up the vain glory of being praised for how or what I did, God showed me that it was not love. It was self-seeking glory, and that is the critical takeaway I pray you receive from this. Not that what you're doing couldn't glorify God, but your attitude and motivation must be in line with His will. When God sent Jesus to die for our sins, it was a sacrifice, and that unconditional love covers us all. 
Let us be mindful of who God is and respect his command to love him, love others, and love ourselves. He is the author and creator of love. I will leave this in the show notes, but please read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, and 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. I pray the words of the Apostle Paul will guide you to self-examination and help you slow down and meditate on the motivation of your thoughts, words, and actions. You've just actively participated in The Idol of Overcleaning, a Bleach Report. The scriptures read are in the show notes along with any website citations quoted during my research for this podcast. If you would like to support this ministry, please visit www.OurGivenPurpose.com and become part of our Patreon family. We are grateful for the support of Terry Farrell, Irvine St. Valouse, and Broderick J. Slaughter. And thank you, thank you to the many who have left a tip in the tip jar. You have seeds to sprinkle. Don't lose sight of the ones falling on you. Where will they grow? By the road and shallow soil in the thickets? Or will they find a home in good soil to flourish and produce a good work? What God has begun in you, he will complete. Have faith and be bold. Your thoughts are thinking. Make sure you see what they are saying. To God be the glory. Live your life for Him. This is Tori of Our Given Purpose, the podcast.